and I had this little cut on my middle finger from pressing down on the cord every fucking day. And it just started, like, bleeding. Dude, your fingers look weird, bro. bro get the hell out of here. Disgusting. I got nice hands. My hand model, bro. No. Zoolander. You're not, you're not a hand model, <laughs> right. bro. Maybe for, like, a weed whacker or something. <laughs> right. We'll get to you guys' questions here in a second. Well, we got some good ones. Um, Bow, the, the uh, training shoes. Um, I'll actually post a link in here afterwards. Some good ones that act, that are actually from Nike uh, are the Metcon, uh, and then I forget what the other ones. So type in like Nike Metcon uh, in the search bar on Nike.com. Um, those are really good shoes. Uh, and there's another training shoe. I don't know if it's for women though. Um, it's uh it's kind of like if you've ever seen like a, a minimalist style shoe or like the New Balance Minimus or anything like that. Um, they have a shoe like that that's really good. I know like Cody has a pair, um, but I don't know if they make them for women, but the Metcons are, are definitely good for that. Have you had people who couldn't hinge no matter if you used a dowel no matter if I did hip mobility with them and SMR with the TFL Lewis and Mr. Morris. Um, yeah, I think that's just like, uh, so James, just to answer your question. Um, so this is for people who uh, couldn't hinge um, after using a dowel, so which is usually like a training method um, or a, a, mechanical, uh, a mechanical cue um, for most people um, and hip mobility. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're uh, talking or referring to myofascial release with the TFL and rectus femoris. So again, like man, like I think that you're just gonna have to um, cue. That was super weird. Yeah, we got to. Re we're recording this. Oh, too, okay, man. okay. Couldn't hear um, anything. So I, I, I think that that's going to. It's your job, Michael. Really take like mechanical cues. Like I mean, like the dowel's not. It, it's not a it's not like a one size fits all type of, um, of cue, right? Like think about like, you know, like sometimes when we're in the gym and, and we're cueing people through certain mobility exercises or squats, right? We'll say, Hey, uh, proud chest or chest up. Not everybody's going to get that cue. So like certain people might need certain cues. And I think that that's just going to take time to maybe get that person into, um, uh, success as far as mechanics go. I'll throw out cue after cue until something clicks. Like you'll you'll be right. able to see it. Like you say rip the floor and people are like, what? And then like you throw something else out and then all of a sudden they hit that cue, right? I don't right. know what his exact question is, but just going off of that, I'm assuming he's a coach. Yeah. Um, so going, this, is, this is James Krause at uh, Copper Moose. Oh, okay, yeah. So like as soon as you find that cue, like you'll see it in their face and you'll see it in their movement and then just use that over and over again with that person, right? right. Um, and, and I don't know what you guys were referring to. So, with the, so his question was... Um, have you had somebody who couldn't hinge even after using a dowel? So, oh, okay. which is the training mechanics yeah, right yeah. at that point, myofascial release on Rex Morris, um, glutes, a lot of the stuff we were talking about, right? A lot of the stuff step. that we were talking about and then still have somebody who can't hinge. So what I was talking about is that's probably a mechanical thing. Yeah. Um, and you just gotta kind of, again, like you said, just find something that dude, that have quits. you seen the uh, stick mobility? 
Yeah. It's been coming out a lot. I don't yeah. know like yeah. anything about it, but I've been hearing a lot about that. Yeah. There was this guy who was uh, reached out to me on Instagram who's who's big on that stuff. Yo, so I wanna I wanna give a shout out to everybody listening to this right now. Thank you, first of all. Second of all, Go subscribe to the podcast. We are actually live on iTunes now. Um, we haven't posted anything about it, but we're going to, I'm assuming this weekend, I was going to start posting stuff, but search mind, mind versus muscle on uh, iTunes and we'll actually pop up. Subscribe to us. Please do us a favor and go on in there and give us um, a five-star rating. Leave us a review. You guys do that. We go up in the rankings and the goal is to get up in the rankings so we can do more, spend more money and give more free content and do this more often. Um, so you guys, we really need your support and help. The more subscribers we get, the better we get on the rankings, so on and so forth. And it's really just like a compound effect. And so on top of all that feedback. Yeah. Feedback, I was just going to say, so whether Critique it's us. Yeah, constructive criticism, whether you, whether you love it, whether you hate it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Let me get the 100%. feedback. So we can make this and tell as, us what you guys want to hear. Possible. Yeah. So if yeah. you comment and say, "Hey, I, would, I like this. I want to hear more of it," or, or shoot us a message, uh, email, whatever, so we can keep getting better. So, um, and for more Q and A stuff like this, instead of just waiting for the live, um, just hit if us you, up. Yeah, on Twitter. Um, so you can you can find me at the Obui, and then just hashtag Mind vs Muscle with your with your questions. So yeah, and, and I'm not big on Twitter, but you guys can always hit me up on Facebook or email. The point is, is if you if something arises in your head, just don't don't hesitate to shoot us a question. Um, most likely, we'll help you answer it right there. But then we have content for the um, podcast. So Dude, we can go was, in more depth. I was pissed off yesterday because apparently somebody uh, hacked into like a few different things, but one of them was Twitter, and like you couldn't get on Twitter for hella long. Really. I was in like, that's where I get like most of like my news. Like oh, really? I have TV, but like, I, you know, like Twitter is where I get most <laughs> oh, of my dude, news. I'm never I on pissed. Twitter. I deleted it off my phone for a while. Cause it's just like, so was that the first question you answered? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that was really the only one. Actually, I think, uh, Jenny had one for you. Which one is that? Oh, dope. You guys can also just search our name. So if you search in Cody, boom, boom, or you search in Theo Bowie, it'll just pop up. Dope. Thank God for Michael, man. He makes things so much Michael more simple. Michael is the, he's like the the brains behind all this shit. We just get on the mic and talk shit. So, so. Jenny asked if uh, you're learning from an acoustic guitar. Those strings hurt. Uh, I was, but I actually switched to electric because of that reason. Like the, the, <laughs> this, well, it's Soft, easier to, dude. it's easier to learn, right? So on an acoustic two things one the base of the guitar is bigger so it's harder to like actually see what you're doing and then two the strings are uh elevated further off the stem of the guitar so you have to push down harder so for like learning the the right chords it just makes more sense he said to just switch it and he's like if you can return it just get an electric guitar which honestly the music i like to listen to and want to learn anyway is mostly electric so it worked out perfect but apparently my fingers are still little bitches because it's cutting me open and yeah. stuff but yeah. Um, so James, uh, responded and he said that this person is pretty much super overextended. Um, and again, yeah. So he working with the neutral spine, which is, I mean, you're right on with that. Um, a lot of people, man, like I'll just have like doing like hip bridges or, um, glute bridges, um, you know, to really cue the, the hip extension. Um, but for overextended people, I mean, it kind of sounds like you're on the right track, man. Like as far as getting them into a, a neutral spine, you got to understand, like it's the same thing with like super pronated shoulders yeah. and bad posture. We look at that. How did they get that way? Well, they've been living that way for 10, 15, sometimes 20 plus years. Right. So 
I have clients that are like, man, it's really frustrating. I keep trying to row and I keep trying to do the cues that you tell me and pulling my shoulders back and pinching my shoulder blades, getting my lats engaged, but it's just not working. And, and I'm like, it just takes time. Yeah. Like you, you've been that way for 20 years. That's not going to go away in two, right? Like in, in two years is a long time to stay consistent. So maybe it would, but it takes a long time to get the right muscles firing and to get right yeah. posture. So, so be patient with it and just make sure you let them know that, like, and let them know that other people go through the same thing. Cause if somebody feels like they're alone in that, like that's never fun. Right. Man, I had actually had a lady who trained with me for like five or six months every single day because she was like super kyphotic and like I had her do no money drills every session that she yeah. came in. So the no money drill is just palms up and then and pull parts. With, yeah, with your with your elbows anchored into your to your rib cage um, to fire up the posterior chain. Yeah. Like, man, I've been doing so much more rear delt and trap work just because of that. Like yeah. and I like to change variations so people don't get bored. But no monies, band pull parts face pulls, scarecrows, like so many different things. Like ITYs are great or YTIs, I mean. Um, but yeah, so Bow asked, what's a good pre-workout? Um, if you follow my snap, you know my pre-workout is coffee and bananas. Yep. That's all I fucking do. Um, I guess it depends what, I mean, just caffeine, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's really what's in most pre-workouts, that, right? Well, like, that's, other than like a bunch of That's the thing that shit. works in yeah, most pre-workouts, yeah. right? I think if you're uh, if you're looking for a pump, there is certain things that can help, right? So like for me, I will take a pre-workout that I know like has like four ingredients and it's got caffeine and then it's got a few other things that'll give me a pump like arginine, citrulline malate, beta alanine, stuff like that. But otherwise, caffeine's all you need. I, I do just fine on a cup of coffee. I don't like the niacin. I you hate that. I, mean? like, I always man, get like without that because, <laughs> but that's, it's a smart thing if you think about it because they put it in there, people get red and tingly and they're like, damn, this shit's yeah. kicking Woo! in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go ham. And they don't realize that it has nothing to do yeah. with the pre-workout. Dude, actually, f- super funny story about nice. I have a, I have a funny so, nice story too. my brother was trying to pass a P-test, yeah. right? <laughs> and took a shit ton of nice in because he was like, man, like, and he had... He had to do it in like a day, right? Yeah. To like clean out his system, and he just took a bunch of niacin. And my brother or my dad ended up calling nine one one because my brother thought he was gonna die. He took so much <laughs> niacin, he was like freaking out. <laughs> Yo, the same thing happened to me when I worked at Rite Aid. Um, so I took a bunch of niacin. I used to smoke a little weed back in the day, and I took a ton of it. And my stepmom came home, and I'm sitting there on the couch, just burning. I just got a shower because I'm tripping. I'm I'm literally so red. It, it it looked crazy. And my friend Kent, I don't know if you met Kent, but back he's in the Navy now. But back in the day, he was like the, the goofiest little guy ever, and he he was hilarious. Like his jokes were just anyway. Like my my stepmom looks at me and she's like, "What is what happened to you?" And it just got silent because I didn't want to say because they didn't know. And uh, Kent looks at her and goes, he got windburn. And she just looks at Kent and looks at me and she just goes, God damn it. And just shakes her head yeah. and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking windburn. Yeah. And then I went to Rite Aid and the guy goes, all right, you good to take a uh, P-test? And I'm, I was kind of nervous. I don't know if that shit works. And I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, nah, I trust you. Got oh. the job. I didn't have to take shit. And I was like, this motherfucker. I was glad because I didn't yeah. know if Nyson even did it, but whatever it's hella funny i used to i did a seasonal job for best buy like probably like five years ago and uh they made me take a p test for for best buy i was like okay whatever and uh i had been smoking like super tough at that point in my life and um so i was just like i was drinking hella water i was just doing everything yeah cranberry juice pickle juice uh no i can't no i can't do that no and uh 
So I go to take the P test and when I took it, I mean, it was just like, it looked like it looked more purified than water. Right. <laughs> and so I come out and she's just like, yeah, you're going to have to come back and take this. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, she knew, yeah. but like, she also didn't work for Best Buy. It was just this company yeah. that they outsourced for it. But I had to come back again. But once I took it, there was like a small trace yeah. of, of THC in my, in my pee. Fucking, uh, all right. So we did have a good question though, um, from Tan. So his question was, what is a good way to transition back into training after being gone for a while? So with him and his job and him moving and he's doing online coaching with me right now, but it, he's been pretty much down and out for over a month. Um, maybe a couple workouts here and there, you know, at home, but nothing, anything crazy. Um, now with his work opening up, he can start in the gym back to six days a week or whatever, how he was. He's actually going to be coming back up to bigger him and a new like t- uh, twice a week. Oh, or nice. once a week. I mean, uh, just That's to do summer practice. The rest they'll man. do. The rest they'll do down in Olympia where they're at. But um, what's a good way to transition back into it? So what I would personally say is uh, first and foremost, don't like let your ego get involved, right? Don't go into the gym looking for the numbers, right? Because that's never going to result in anything good. And I, I think we've both probably had that issue. Yeah, for and sure. I was just going to say easier said than done. Yeah, it is. And especially for guys like, uh, go in and, and start with mobility, like start working that shit in and put that as your priority. So you don't get injured. Um, and doing so will actually allow the weights to creep back up quicker. Now we talked about this on the last one and, and you actually had a number for it. Like when strength starts to kind of fade away, six months, six months. So, so you're in the clear on that one, but, know that it's not going to be like, oh, six months, okay, it's only been two. I'm going to get back in the gym and lift 315 again. Right, it's like, right. no, it, it takes some time to build right. it up. So, um, and same thing with muscle. People will lose muscle size, muscle mass, but it's really just glycogen stores. So you just got to fill back out, hydrate tons. Um, that's a probably double your water intake when you're going back into it because your body's going to be soaking that up like crazy. Um, I would get more specific on your nutrition. So time carbs around your workout, uh, have protein feedings every three to five hours so you can actually have good protein synthesis and just recover properly. Uh, but other than that, I would just, like, there's, I don't think there's any like real strategy besides just well, slow down. I was just going to say, man, like everything with, with, with most people is it's all about habits, right? I mean, you got some of those a type people who are going to, they're going to come in and they can do everything that you just said right off the bat, right? Because they're, they're all or nothing. Like that's those type of people. Most people aren't like that. So, and, and again, like you have to like slowly add things in. So even, you know, like for somebody who, who maybe hasn't trained with me for a while and they're coming back after a year or so, like, man, like just get into the gym, right? Everything else is going to fall move. into place after that. Um, and we can get a little bit more specific, but yeah, like just come into the gym and we're going to do like, man, like 30 to 45 minute sessions. Yeah. And it's not even going to be that long. So right? like, and, and for people like him who used to do a lot, think of a deload week, like that's your normal week every week until right. you get back to where you need to be. Like, I think that's the easiest way yeah. to go. Just go into it at a slower pace and just, and just be patient, man. There's no need to rush. Um, Michael, you had a question, right? Yeah. About, uh, sort of your thoughts on after working out, um, like instead of water, like Gatorade or coconut water or any of those electrolytes, like water is beneficial. High, is it important? Right. Right. Um, is it mental? I think like, to be honest with you, it's really so like Gatorade got popular and because they were smart, right? So like when we train, we uh we deplete water, we deplete sodium, and Everything. we deplete carbs. Yeah. So what did they put in a in a bottle? They put water, salt, and sugar. Yep. And it replenishes these guys. Now, 
that is a great way to like, and, and I used to do uh intra workout carbs, right? Like I, and you did too, yeah. like we'd have carbs and, and BCAs and all that stuff in it. And it's essentially a healthier version of Gatorade. And you can do that if you're performing at a higher level. Now, fat loss is a goal. I don't really recommend a ton of sugars and everything like that. But, um, I just think if you're eating enough salt in your diet, you just don't need it. It's pointless. I mean, it's not pointless, but it's just not, um, I mean, if you want to be like the 1% optimal, like on the whole, like you've done everything and you're training super hard and you're doing two a days, then you want to start thinking about that stuff. But for general pop, no, nah, it's not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think if you're under eating or you're trying to get big, I think it can have use because coconut water, uh, I, I would suggest other sources, but something like Gatorade where it's like a sugary drink is good during your workout because it fuels performance. You'll build more muscle most likely because you have carbohydrates on hand while you're training. Um, but a lot of people, I think the the main reason that coconut water would be good for a lot of people was because people think they need to cut out salt. Like there's so for a long time, there was all this like salt free shit and everybody was trying to go low salt. The issue with salt is that it makes you bloated. So people associate bloat with fat and that's not true, right? your body will regulate to the amount of salt that you take in, right? So if I decided, you know, I'm de getting dehydrated pretty quick, I'm going to up my salt intake. Let's say I add 500 milligrams a day of salt because I'm, and I don't track my salt, but some people do. If I add that the next few days, I'm going to feel bloated. I'm probably going to have, you know, like I know women talk about like their ankles kind of like uh, getting bloated or like retaining water and all those things. Clothes don't fit. I will feel that for the first couple of days. But if I just keep doing it, it'll go away and then it won't come back. Right. Because my body's regulating that salt. And the body's actually like mechanics behind regulating your salt levels and, and your electrolytes. It's actually really, really um, good. Like it just, it, it really, I was going to say like a big word. Good. <laughs> I was waiting for it too. How, what, what word is he going to butcher today? I was trying to you come up with something. You actually done really good. Well done. I haven't butchered yeah. anything yet. man. Yeah, so, um, but it's coming. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a two sentences away. Just wait. But yeah, like I think the most important thing is just to keep salt what, uh, levels steady. And that's the same thing with people competing. They'll be like, okay, so when do I cut salt? And it's like, no, you don't. You just start tracking it and make sure you don't change it, right? right? So that's what a lot of these guys are doing in competitions for bodybuilders now. It's like, okay, instead of cutting salt because that's really unhealthy and that's how people fucking die, let's figure out where your salt level is and just try to keep it around there. That way you don't retain water. You don't lose too much water. You stay full, like all these things on stage. And that's like all that's important. Right. And that's why, like, I mean, you'll get a lot of that too. When people who are doing like marathon training or, you know, yeah. like the crazy, like them, Kokoro training yeah, and or for them, it like might that. be useful. Right. Right. Because you're running for hours, hours and hours. Yeah. Like at that point, you're depleting a lot of carbohydrates. You're depleting a lot of, and actually, you know what? And, and for marathoners, I would say that it's probably better off doing that than it is to um like carb load before people will do oh i did like six sushi rolls last night and i ate a big thing of pasta this morning and now you feel bloated and shitty while you're running with like and you got diarrhea while you're trying to like fucking run <laughs> 10 miles like instead have a decent carb meal the night before and a decent right. carb meal in the right. morning but nothing crazy and then fuel with that kind of stuff as you go so you don't have to worry about it you know what i mean um what the hell is that I have no idea. Well, um, speaking of uh, this, this is crazy, bro. So I was listening to this podcast. They interviewed this guy who does uh, like ultra marathon is like a fraction of what this guy does. Like it's insane. So he, yeah. A fraction? Dude, he runs like, dude, it's insane. So it's he like ran, 150 miles, right? Like an ultra marathon. Isn't it something crazy like that? Or like a hundred miles? Google that shit real quick. Okay, I'm something wrong. crazy. It's going to say that's totally a fraction close. of what he does. Yep. Not even close. This guy's not even yeah. sleeping. <laughs> no. No. So like what it was though is he ran, um, 
Actually, I think it was like 100 miles, dude. I think it was 100 miles, but it's yeah. on a track. That's the crazy part. Mm. So it's like this crazy competition they did in Alaska. No, that's U- a marathon. Yeah, ultra, ultra marathon. Ultra marathon. You're right. I'm, I was thinking marathon. So he runs like, a, it literally is like 100 miles, but it's on a track. So it's just nonstop in a circle. And you can't stop. And he has the world record for it. So I'm listening to this podcast. And the, of course, the interviewer is like, what? Ultra marathon is anything over 26 miles. Uh-huh. Most common I know what you're saying though. Like, there's some crazy. Yeah, because I remember like Garrett White talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, uh, so he was like, so the interviewer was like, "Wow, that's amazing. How'd you shit?" And it just got like quiet, and the guy's like, "I mean, you just go." Dude. And I'm just like, "What?" He's just running around a track for ten plus hours, just going. And that goes back to like what he was saying. He was like, "You have to be so specific with your nutrition because if you do something that." Um, and he was like, and, and if your time is good, they have bathrooms on the side. You'll run in the bathroom, go as fast you can, get back on the track because you're Man, running those for those people probably got the worst so long. hemorrhoids. Well, like here's like, the thing is he was like, if you eat the wrong thing and you end up on the toilet for too long, you shave off two minutes of your time, you lose like the world championship. He was like, so you have to time and get specific with your nutrition. So like everything is like digesting properly. Yeah. yeah. I sit down and he's out. Dude, it's crazy. Wow. And he was specific about it all. Like. I couldn't believe it. I so got to find the guy's name. Like your training on and off the track is like, yeah. your training <laughs> off the track is probably All just, day, bro. yeah. <laughs> Run to the bathroom, time yourself. It's boop. Yeah, crazy. Out, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. Wow. Huh. All right. Is that it for today? I don't know, man. We got anything else? What do you got going for the rest of the day? I'm going to go train after this. And then I got some work to do, man. I got a bunch of programming I got to get done. I got a ton of programming to do yeah. too. That's what I'm going to be doing sure. all day tomorrow. I might go kick the ball around actually sometimes. Oh today. yeah, we got we got a game tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta yes, be at, I gotta be at dinner in a few hours, man. Yeah, good luck with that. Not excited. If I don't better. hear from you, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. And guess what? Her other uncle owns the joint, like the restaurant. Oh really? So I'm just like surrounded. Yeah, might, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be chopped up in the, the old school mob, <laughs> like that American Horror Story shit. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.